If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juvederm.com. You're listening to the Thinker Girls. All the things you're thinking but not saying. Welcome to Thinker Girl, the podcast, uh, our weekly chat where we basically chew the fat about topics that we aren't able to address on our radio shows. I'm Stacey June and joined with my radio BFF, Christy Mercer. Hi, girl. Hey, girl. I'm really excited for this one because it's going to be a hot and steamy one. It is going to be very hot and steamy. Uh, We're super pumped. We uh, invite a hot seat hottie guest to join us each week. And this week uh, we got in touch with this particular woman in a really, I guess, an interesting way. We haven't had this kind of uh, connection (laughs) before, I I guess, is the word. And uh, we'd love, we're so excited to have Nikki uh, Goldstein on the show. Welcome, Nikki. Hi. Now, just to give a little background, Nikki is a sex therapist and um, and we, I guess we, your gem touches on a little bit about how we got in touch with Nikki. So maybe we'll wait till you get into that mm-hmm. young mate. Yeah. Um, but Nikki, basically, uh, we each talk about a topic. We each bring a gem to the table uh, and it goes for about 10 minutes. Philip the duck will rein us in to make sure that we don't sit here chewing the fat and never get back to any of our day for three hours. Uh, and, um, and yeah, basically everything that we talk about on here is a bit liberating for us because we, um, we can sometimes be honed in by our jobs and talking about, yeah, lots of straight down the line type of things. So we, we find this pretty fun. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Christy, do you want to um, kick it off with your gem? We just do a bit of a contents. Yeah, I want to talk about the way that we met Nikki and um, the pretty full-on introduction, I suppose, to each other and a little package that we've received in a mail. And I and I want to talk about receiving that and female masturbation and 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 and, and devices that you can use to kind of get there in and out of a relationship, mm-hmm. which might be really fun to kind of see where both of your heads are at with that. Yeah, great. Uh, Nikki, are you a single girl or are you in a relationship? I'm a single girl. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, yeah, Christy is in a long-term relationship. I'm also single. So it'll be interesting to see also, I, I don't know, the different types of ways that it can be used in, in depending on where you're at with uh, with relationships. My gem is about uh, getting to a point, it's very vagina-focused this week, isn't it? Uh, getting to a point where um, I did something on a trampoline today and it was, I don't know, one of those things that I went, oh, my God, my body is changing a little bit and it's going to another place and I want to know that with this particular change, if it affects your sex life. And I, I want to ask you about it, Nikki, in 
and hopefully you'll be able to shed some light. Okay. Um, and Nikki, what have you got for us? Um, I've got the dating game, <laughs> something that being single that I'm exploring at the moment and I'm also currently mm-hmm. writing a book on it. So I'm kind of really putting myself out there on a professional and personal level mm-hmm. um, and kind of just coming to the conclusion that it's all much more messed up than I ever thought it was yeah. and none of us seem to really know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, right. Do you want to kick it off? Sorry, me? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I. It, it's interesting. I've just obviously come back from overseas and a lot of my friends are talking to me about Tinder and I thought I'd jump on Tinder and, and have another look at what's going on because people have started to ask their relationships, what kind of people are on there. And I've become really sad and at the fact that I think that our old-fashioned dating skills have gone down the toilet. Yeah. Uh, no one seems to be communicating, but we also seem to have this society that is so obsessed with thinking that they should be in a relationship with a particular type of person. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's more now of a of an interview rather than looking at yeah. whether we get along with someone or we connect with them. Mm. And especially as women, I find we don't need a male like we used to anymore. You know, we can vote, we can have jobs, we can have lives. We're self-sufficient. So finding a partner really should be about somebody that benefits our life. Instead, we're still seeing women that are saying, I'm not good enough until I get a boyfriend, partner, husband, significant other. Nikki, how do you rate Tinder and all of that? Do you reckon that's helping or kind of hindering the cause that you're talking about? I think when it first came out, it was a help. Um, a lot of people I knew were on it, but they were actively dating and they were getting out there, they were seeing lots of people and then somewhere down the line, it kind of took a dip and people were on there more for hookups. I found a lot of people on Tinder that oh, openly yeah. say, I'm in an open relationship, so I'm looking for something casual. And now it's so people are on it just because everyone else is on it and I don't find that it's, as active on the dating front. Mm -hmm. It's more just now for let's have a look who's on there. It does have that game element, so people kind of love being able to flick through and, oh, who's matching me and I'm going to match them, but without taking it seriously. So it's another example of something that potentially did work for a while, but at the same time, I think it's also taking us away from you know talking to some random stranger on the street or striking up a conversation with that guy in the gym or in the elevator because we're too busy on our phone swiping and thinking we're going to find a potential date on an iPhone app. Mm-hmm. So you've had an experience with Tinder, didn't you? You've spoken about on that on the potty before that you downloaded it. Did you? What did you think of it? Did you think it was a load of shit or did you have a, was it more just a ha- let's have a bit of fun with a few girls over a wine? I've got it. I don't take it super seriously. I'm obviously, I'm not denying that I'm looking for a partner or at least, you know, out there and open. I kind of, I've, I'm probably in the happiest, most kind of, I'm in the best place I've been, I think, in my life. But I'm also very aware that I want kids and I, I, I want that stuff eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was pretty, I'm pretty open with the idea that the casual sex thing is not really for me at the moment. Well, I'm not going to say anymore, but right now. Um, mm-hmm. And so when I went into it, if someone matched and then we didn't really have a conversation and it didn't kind of work as it would with a bar, i.e. he kind of wrote to me or it wasn't really a big conversation early on, I'd just block 
Um, so I kind of kept rules with it a bit. Uh, I've had one date from it ever because of that, because I kind of am pretty strict with it and I'm not on it much. So I'm on it mainly when, I don't know, if I was bored when I was living in Cairns, I'd jump on it just because yeah. I was kind of, I found it hard to meet people because I was working so hard and just kind of did it to fill the time. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's just, I think it's another way. I don't think it's the only way. Uh, and I guess it's just how you approach it that is going to be, uh, I guess it, you're, is going to end up with what experience you have, if that makes sense. Nikki, do you think there is an obsession, you know, as you were just saying earlier, you know, it is different in this day and age where women don't necessarily, not that we ever needed a man, but there is this thinking now that, I don't know. Like, do you feel that we are a society that, that is obsessed with dating and chicks hooking up with a guy? I mean, you only have to see on telly when love comes to town where um, a whole busload of single chicks rock up to a regional town that claps and cheers in hopes that they find love. I mean, how do you feel about that? Do you think we are too obsessed as a culture with relationships? I think we're still stuck in the whole mentality of that we validate somebody based on somebody else being in a relationship with them. And this question has come a lot for, for some funny reason in the last week. I've had a lot of people saying to me, why are you single? Why are you single? And I feel that it's nearly said in, you know, in that sense of, well, if you're so amazing, you should have a partner. And, and I feel like saying to them, you know, I have not met anyone recently that I would want to spend time with rather than spending time by myself. Yeah, or and, your mates or your life that you have. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I do have quite a high level of self-esteem. I have the same doubts as everyone else, but I don't feel that I need somebody else in my life to validate me. There Wouldn't that mean that you're so, more amazing? Yeah, you're but it's more so funny. So Nikki, it's so funny you say that because I've had a few dates with this particular guy who is incredibly lovely and I'm going to, oh, I don't know how much I'm going to give here, but is really lovely, very available, you know, all this kind of stuff. And the second that you may say, like yesterday I was walking and speaking to a mate about uh, a particular date I'd just been on and I wasn't really feeling any kind of, not that I think you feel butterflies, but maybe chemistry or something wasn't there and on theory and on paper it all kind of worked. But that, you know, I just thought, oh, I've, you know, we're doing kinds of things with this live show, with this podcast. There's all kinds of things in the pipeline for us with work and they're really exciting me. And I did think to myself, I kind of had to pull away from that stuff for this. And it, it, I don't know, it didn't outshine though, like doing other things that I'm enjoying at the moment. Mm. And I remember thinking, I remember hearing in my mate's voice kind of saying, oh, well, you know, he's really nice. Like, aren't you going to give it a go? Like kind of almost disappointed. Like it's like everybody needs you for themselves to be, for you to be with someone, if that makes sense. And you kind of then start to question your own space and go, oh, well, is it me or am I sabotaging this or am I someone that is constantly closed? And you constantly, it's not just about the people you're dating, but it's also the people in your life and their idea of what relationship should be. Because I think if everyone else is in a relationship, and I see this a lot with my my married girlfriends, and I had a friend recently who is single and in her mid-30s and has this amazing job traveling the world and working on super yachts. And she said, when wow. I go back home, all my, all my married friends with kids are trying to set me up. They want me to be in a relationship. And she feels really down about it. Mm-hmm. And I asked her, and I said, do you want to be married with kids at the moment? She said, no. I said, well... Other people sometimes try and push onto us the lifestyle that they have because yeah. the more people that have it convinces them it was the right decision. Mm. 
Wow. Mm. And that's the hard thing when it comes to being to being single and you know, being in a relationship and being with someone else and getting that pressure, I too want to be a mother one day and, and I will be no matter what. And yeah, I've kind of got the yeah. same idea as yeah. well. I've exactly. said that on this podcast a lot. Whether freezing eggs, whether that's going yeah. and doing an Angelina and adopting, you know, I know that will happen. But at the moment, the people that give me pressure are just trying to convince me that their decision to do it young or, you know, middle-aged and do it accordingly the right way that society says was the right decision. Mm. So it's sometimes, I think, distancing yourself from that and saying, well, what do you really want, independent of family, religion, upbringing, society? And that's the hardest thing when it comes to love, sex, and relationship. How, how on earth do you work out what you want? Because we are influenced by so many different yeah. things. Tinder, media. It is interesting. And for the first time, I talk about everything clearly. We have a podcast. We have yeah. a radio show. I am constantly on the phone to my friends but with this particular dating time and obviously this is the most I probably I dated in a while I kind of didn't want to talk about it like I wasn't really that open to talking about it because I do feel I don't know there is a time where now I am looking but I'm looking for the right thing for me and I find it sometimes hard to figure that out on my own in my own head so I I did shut down but it's funny this particular person that did have this kind of attitude and not in a nasty way it does feel like it comes from a good place but this particular person was single Nikki so I don't really know where that comes from it's like yeah I I just know they're single that's still their belief system yeah right okay they're still trying to can you know to, to flaunt that belief and even though they're not at their life it's like well that's what they want everyone else should want the same thing mm. it, it reaffirms re- yeah this person definitely wants harder, it I can see that do you reckon that it gets harder as you get older like I know that you know as you go through certain stages and certain things of your life you often share that with the girlfriends or the friendship group that are around you so you know the whole thing of going to uni and you share that uni lifestyle often with your girlfriends or whoever's around you at the time and then you share that whole, okay, I've got a serious job now and then you might share getting into that serious relationship and that engagement phase, that marriage phase and then perhaps, you know, starting a family phase. Maybe it's maybe it comes from that, I don't know, that place where it's almost like the people who have got that in their lives also want to share that with you and, and maybe it doesn't come from a bad place. I think it gets easier as you get older because you have you have life experiences to reflect on. You have education, mm-hmm. but you also have those around you. A lot of my girlfriends have kids, and I know exactly what it's like to be at home with two kids and to deal with the things that they deal with. I didn't know that at 18, mm-hmm. 19, 21. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm thankful, instead of feeling pressured by all those people around me, I'm thankful that they're educating me about other options out there. Mm-hmm. And I get to see all the different paths and journeys that everyone around me goes through mm. before you make up your own mind. Yeah, I feel exactly. like I feel yeah. grateful that that's been my journey. It's been a definitely yeah. unconventional and different, but I do feel like yeah, I've I know and that's so me getting uh, in yeah, so <laughs> having like all options me. considered, everything's yeah. out for mm-hmm. for grabs and and then I can make a decision. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, that was Philip, Nikki, in case you were wondering what I the hell that was. Don't be alarmed. Yeah, Philip, he reigns us in. Young mate, do you want to go next or do you want me to? 
No, I'll, I'll have a go. Okay. I want to um, I want to tell everybody about how we kind of came in contact with Nikki, and it's funny, funny when you first meet somebody, like how you get in touch. So if we would ever catch up for a drink, and somebody said, "So how did you guys meet?" You know, I think it would start with, "Well, it's quite a funny story." The fact that we actually received um, a little special treat in the mail. To our studio reception. Yeah, yeah. To our studio reception and inside was the amazing We Vibe 4. So, Nikki, you, you would be able to, to, to do this this ju- uh, product justice, but, of course, it is it is a vibrator. It is one of the, the newest on the market that I suppose. It's very small. It's, it is very small, and it was. It's in a special little box, and I almost felt like I had to do a double check over my shoulder in my bedroom when I opened it up because it was a little bit of nervous, exciting tension as I kind of, I don't know, as I kind of unwrapped it, and I needed to make sure my housemates weren't around at the time because I know all my experience. I've never had. Oh, I opened mine in the studio. Oh, did you open yeah. it with your male co-host? Yeah, was- yeah, I told him about <laughs> it. I probably still didn't know what it was. Yeah. That's the thing, it does not look like a traditional sex toy. So it's the one product that confuses everyone because mm. they're kind of, the first thing they do is they look at it and they go, what do I do with it? But traditionally, toy? Nikki, like, and I, you can answer this too, Christy, because I had never, uh, 30 years of age, never owned a vibrator, was in a long-term relationship, been in relation- other relationships, and now I find myself single. <laughs> never. So it was new. This is new news to me, new territory. Have you ever used one? No. Nah. You said you have never owned one, but you've nah. never used one. Oh, yeah, that. I use my next-door neighbours, mate. What? No. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've never owned one, but I've used it. Like when it's... What? Like, yeah, in, in a relationship. You've used um, someone else's? No, 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 not used somebody else's. We were away on holidays and we bought it at a sex shop for something a little bit fun and it was like one of those mini like bullet ones, like not a proper, <laughs> like a cheap one. And the battery was really crap on it and we ended up chucking it out okay. while, while we were there. So it wasn't something that I had in the top drawer. But technically was, it was yours, like yeah, you bought it. it was for like yeah. a time. Yeah, yeah okay. It's a, it a brief ownership. Yeah, because it, yeah, when you say, a, did you did you use someone else's, like that <laughs> isn't generally a question that <laughs> I would have you're, thought would. you're a guy and you have sex toys from your past relationships, throw them out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think that that happens. Well, I hope it doesn't happen too much. So, Christy, so you had tried it before, but was that the only um, time that you had uh, interactions with sex toys? Yeah, so let me explain the little bullet one that I had used previously and really with not much success. was probably two inches and it looks kind of like a tampon, just a little bit mm. longer. Mm. So... Like, it's basically, you just use it on the outer, and I don't know. Like, See, I didn't really... know how to use the Wee Vibes either, and you were saying that, Nikki, before we started recording this, a lot of people don't know, because i got to be honest, for me, I was like, and I'm not going to be one of these girls and sit here and say I don't masturbate. That's not what I'm saying here, but I haven't used uh, external <laughs> forces, <laughs> I guess. Um, but then I thought, okay, well, this will be interesting. And yeah, no, I was happy with uh, my method, I've got to say. Um, and But you're saying, Nikki, that a lot of people don't actually know what they're doing. No, and that's that's the interesting thing when you look at you know, sex shops and online sex boutiques is there's things out there that... People don't really understand and it comes down to the, oh, we're too scared to talk about it and mm. who's going to go up to the guy at the counter in a sex shop and go, excuse me, can you please tell me what this sex toy does? So we started yeah. a podcast so we could talk to you about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, And hopefully other you. chicks are listening to this and going, oh, what you're about to say, everyone's going to, the penny's going to drop. Is that how you're supposed to use it? Is that where, I think 
putting that in the wrong hole. <laughs> oh, my God. Your belly button does not make you aroused, you silly bitches. <laughs> this has happened before, and I've heard people with the wee vibe say to me that they think it's for the vaginal and anal canal, which it oh. is not. Uh, I mean, Say you can what? get creative if you wanted to. But the, the idea behind this one, and, and this is one of the reasons that I love the product, is that you, 80% of women have clitoral orgasms, and I put my hand up and say, I'm one of those people. Yep. So often yeah. when you're with a And partner, that, to, define, to, to, to explain that, that means that you're exactly. aroused by touching the clit, basically. Yes. Yeah, okay. So more that external than internal. And Absolutely. And with a sexual partner, you guys want to feel that they can give us an orgasm by pumping away and, you know, it's stress, stress, stress that's going to happen. And I feel sorry for them because it's not a matter of you have any lesser skill going on, but (laughs) some of us are just wired to like external stimulation. So, Nikki, can you explain explain why? Is that because... Is that because some people, you know, that 20% of women who can get off simply from, like, the internal stimulation, is that where their G-spot is placed? Has that got something to Mm. do with it? Everybody has a different level of sensitivity and some people have more skin around their G-spot. Other people have a bigger clitoris, has more access to it. It it just comes into the fact that we are all built differently. So G-spots are, everyone's G-spots are in a different place or there's more, some some have more covering it or less or... It's around the same area. Mm -hmm. So the Mm G-spot is going to be always about two inches in. You're never going to find it. It's exactly every person, but it's a... It's about in the same area, but what I'm saying is some are different in, you know, sensitivity, in how much skin there is around the G-spot. Um, same thing with the clitoris. Some people have labias that cover the clitoris more. Some people have a smaller clitoris. So really what it comes down to is your easiest preference to orgasm because I truly believe that every woman can have both. Um, we are all made ah. to be able to have G-spot and clitoral orgasm. Ah. Sometimes I didn't know that. Harder. I thought. Yeah. I thought. Christy, are like, you saying you're a click girl or a insert no, I, I, I girl? I am a click girl. Yeah, but I, I, I didn't actually think. I thought you had to be either or. Yes, yeah, I thought it was like you can come from <laughs> touching the outside. You can only or, have one girl. Yeah, no, no, no. no you can have like a, best of both worlds. Oh my god, it's like a so, double pass. Two for the prize of one. It's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I'm a click girl, but I've also experienced G-spot orgasms, but not as easily as I would clitorally. So when I say 80% of women are having clitoral orgasms, it's because that's like their go-to. And do you think as well with the way girls masturbate and they obviously know that one way to get themselves off is then that's their go-to with sex? Like I would find that for me, like I have an idea of what's going to work for me. That's what I need a guy to do. And anything further than that, I guess I probably haven't discovered yet. To be honest, unless it's like a one off or there's been a couple times where I'm like, whoa, that's cool, but not regularly. But it's it's why would you take the why would you take the more difficult path? It's like if you were driving somewhere. Would you take the long road or would you take the short road? No man, we want it. Yeah, we want it and we want it now. (laughs) Exactly. Really. I mean I do believe that every woman can have both orgasms. Unless there is physically something wrong with you, which I've I have very rarely, if ever, heard of. We Can are I ask to have that. Christy, you and I are like a kids in a lolly shot right now. Like we I are know, like I'm loving, I'm loving the wealth like, of information. Yes, because I know. These are the questions that you ask of yourself, you ask of your girlfriend. Nobody's got the no money one yet. fucking like, knows. This is how this is how little I know. 
I had this conversation with Zane, who is my, my other half, um, Nikki. We've been together for over five years now. And, and we had this conversation recently where I was like, hang on, how many holes do I have? And he was like, you've got a hole in a hole, so your pee hole's in your sex hole. And I was like, oh. No, it's not. Oh, it's not. Okay, hang on a second. You are you listening to your boyfriend about your own holes? Yeah, well, he sees it more than I do at that angle. But I'm not getting a mirror I down there. I remember asking my mother, I thought that I peed out of my vaginal canal as a kid. And oh. this is one of the reasons that I got into sexology because right. I remember having my first orgasm at 21 and thinking, why did nobody tell me that's how I did it? Like, why? I felt so ripped off because I thought, why hadn't somebody sat down with me and said, this is what you've got going on down there and this is how you use it. And then it's obviously up to me to go and work out what specifically I like, but they're just between... Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago... If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash post. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Sex education at school and I was in a relationship when I was 17, so towards the end of grade 12, there was nobody that, that taught me about the Neither. of sex. No. Mm. you just got to go in... sex these days? I don't know. You, gotta, you go in blind, really, don't you? And that's the thing is that, you know, we can, we can work out so much of it on our own. You know, I think our bodies are naturally meant to do some amazing things. However... We need the basic information and we also need to get rid of a lot of the negative stigma because that's what blocks us. It's the same thing with female ejaculation. Everyone thinks that when girls squirt, it's just something that belongs in a porno. I also believe every woman is capable of, of ejaculating. Really? Are you yes. serious? Because I've watched, I've seen pornos <laughs> with that and I'm like, they're weeing. Like they're holding a They're weeing. No, nah, it's wine. It can't it be weeing. It is. It's like that Sex in the City episode when Samantha becomes a lesbian and you see it squirt on her face. (laughs) 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 And some guys love that. If I could make that happen, oh, my God, I feel like I'd have power. Like I feel like all of a sudden I'd be like, you get ready, buddy. Do you know what I mean? Like, it'd be so different if you, you could would control be so dirty. that. You'd be like, put the, sh- put the plastic tarp down. Shut up. Oh, no, but we've spoken about the periods bit. That, we're not that different to men sometimes. And I think this is where, as women, we get taught that our sexuality belongs in a certain place. And we can even look at, there were some things running around this week, like Apple has rejected an app that was showing women how to masturbate. Oh, that's a joke. Yeah, and you think... And we can look at jugs and, you know, like the apps download jugs for one ninety nine, and just chicks wiggling their boobs. But there's an app that teaches how to masturbate. There was still a state in 
the US where you need to get a prescription to buy sex toys for women. So Are you serious? Yes. A prescription. So we still control and you think our sexual, it's easier to control women's sexual empowerment and say this is where it belongs and we should be still having babies and we should be having sex and relationships. But you know what, the guys out there, you screw around and do whatever you want. And it does yeah. come back to double standards, but I don't think we've completely broken that mould of no. women are allowed to be as sexual as men. Yes, we are different and yeah. we are made up differently and we might not want to have maybe the casual sex that they do or you know the extents that they do because we are more emotional. But why can't we go around ejaculating on our partner's face? So if you... Exactly. Exactly. How dare we are restricted from that joy? Everyone's had that shit put in them, oh, my hair, all kinds of positions and yeah. places that you do not want it, and it is sticky. Yeah. <laughs> and it smells. It's gross. And it tastes weird. Can I ask, Nikki, are there women who... Or, or, or people just in general who are not capable of orgasming? Like, are there people who have gone throughout their entire life maybe that you have dealt with and maybe that's the reason that they have actually sought your services that they're not actually able to It's such an emotional up? thing, yes. surely. Yes, and it's it's a lot higher than people would expect. And really? I've had people come up to me. I, was, I remember the, the first lady who did, I was doing a seminar and she was in her, her late 50s and came up to me and started crying. Wow. She'd never had an orgasm before. And, and Nikki, had she had children? Um, I didn't I didn't get into the I find that so fascinating when women have had children oh, and then still not had orgasms. Like, but having think, children or God. not is, is not a correlation. Of no, it's not a correlation, but I mean in terms of your life, like the fact that yeah. you've pushed something through your vagina, you've you've done all of that. And you've been starved of the orgasm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I find it completely, I just find it awful and fascinating all at the one. At all but what in happens one. for women is as they get older, you know, younger women, they're kind of used to, well, I'm still working this all out and yep. I'll get there. And then I think as age comes along and your girlfriends are talking about having orgasms and magazines are talking about having orgasms and you're thinking, there must be something wrong with me. I still haven't had one. So every time you go to be sexual, whether it's with a partner, whether it's on your own, you feel that stress and that pressure. You're thinking about orgasm. it. I've got to have an orgasm. What does that do? It shuts everything off sexually. It's shutting the flow. So we're more stressed and thinking about having an orgasm mm. than concentrating yeah. on having it. Yeah. And yeah. it can then, you know, time can pass and stress can get more and more and more. So every time we touch ourselves, it's like, oh, my God, is it going to happen this time? What's yeah. the point? There's something wrong with me. Mm. That's when I've... you can get to the age of 50 and not have an orgasm. I still remember the first time, like, I had been sexually active for maybe one and a half, two years before meeting my current boyfriend, and we had started um, seeing each other and going out, and I remember, I think we'd been together for about a year, and one of my girlfriends, you know, asked about um, our sex life or something like that, or we were talking about orgasm, sitting around having a glass of wine, and I said, I actually don't know whether I've had an orgasm or not after having sex for about three years. And my girlfriends are like, if you don't know that you've had an orgasm, you haven't had an orgasm. Mm, it's true. Now we need the duck to... sound like it's having an orgasm? Yeah, he, we love the duck. <laughs> he's, he's a very, well, his name's Philip, actually, to be polite and not be rude and just call him by a duck name. You wouldn't <laughs> like to be called human, would you? 
Um, But before we quickly move on to uh, my gem, Nikki, if you could give a really very quick tutorial on how to use a vibrator or what you think we're doing wrong. So screw Apple and then, you know, fucking off the app. We want to be able to give some information on that. What would be kind of your maybe top three hints of, you know, getting yourself off? The first thing is is you've got to make sure that you've got a product or you're getting a product that is specific to what you're wanting. Mm -hmm. So, for example, the WeVibe is a great couples product for people that want to insert something and have intercourse at the same time. Mm -hmm. A clitoral vibe is very good for those people who want to explore clitoral stimulation. A more bigger dildo is for people who want to go for G-spot, anal beads, so forth. So a lot of people are using the wrong product because they're like, well, someone gave this to me and I'm just Mm -hmm. going ahead. So I think that's always the first one. What is it that you've got and what are the specifics of what you're going to use for it? Another thing I feel that people don't do is to use lubricant with their products. Mm -hmm. Now, keeping in mind that if it is a silicone product, which a lot of high-end products are like the WeVibe, you need to be careful of what lubricant you're using with it because silicone and silicone can break it down. So just make sure that if you are in a shop or you're online that you do research that. There's a lot of brands that now have silicone lubricants that are friendly for silicone products or there's a lot of organic lubricants and water-based. And I think the third thing is if you're in a relationship, discuss this with your partner. Mm. Don't just go out and buy a toy and bring it home unless mm-hmm. it's something you think you can get away with. Can you like imagine a, bringing like a massive big brown dildo into your into your house? Ha- hey, now <laughs> I know we've spoken about up. spicing things up. Now, could yeah. I put this His in your bum? ego would just be... I know. <laughs> but and then it's so thing. sad because everyone thinks that they're contributing... Like, you know, everyone's trying. It's like awkward city. But that, but that's the thing is that if you've got a partner that you think might be offended, then include them in it. And yeah. very, you might have yeah. to do some, some, you know, communication there and discuss that it's not a replacement. It's not that he's not good enough. It's just that this is how you work and you like to explore some more pleasure and doing something like that together. So I think... Mm. Those are kind of would be my my top three to six toilets. Okay, brilliant, brilliant. Well said. And now you've really inspired me to have a sex toy party. <laughs> I feel like we need yes, to learn a like lot a new more. Party, yes, but like why why funner? Chrissy, we I've, should do I've that as a thinker girl those. thing. Yeah, my God, I've I've done that for people before, and just because I think a lot of I realized a lot of my girlfriends were too scared to go to sex shops. Yeah. Taking groups of girls down to sex shops. And oh, yeah. It's really good. We get the champagne out. The oh, last one I had. Amazing. We had a vibrator. Then you could have a room where around. people go in and just kind of enjoy themselves. <laughs> I think you should probably try before you buy. <laughs> too far? Oh, yeah, I don't know too about far? the returns policy. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure hygiene with. Um, no, you with buy. Girls. Not try before you buy. Just buy. We're not like Christy, Nikki, where we're using other people's. <laughs> Well, you always test a vibrator. If you want to test the the strength of what the vibration, either on the tip of your little pinky or on the tip of your nose. Oh. Ah. I'm not putting it on my nose. I'll use my pinky. Yeah. That in the sex shop. It was always a trick because you kind of pick it up and there's 8,000 nerve endings on the clitoris. So you can imagine it's quite, and there's only 3,000 on the tip of a man's penis. So we're looking at double. Suck it. Exactly. Never ages. Yeah, so. right. Now that's funny that you say that because that's where I want to get to. Now Philip went off uh, literally uh, some time ago, um, and today we had to go and test uh, for work. My co-host and I had to go test the, a new trampoline centre in in town. It's just opened, or well, hasn't opened up yet. We went and you know did this exclusive kind of thing. The first people to go try it. 
Um, and I started jumping really high on it and really high. And then I was like, oh, my God, I think a little bit of pee came out of out. I'm like, wow. I'm 30. Like, does this, ha- this is this what's happening? Like, did you need a wee at the time? No. And I, no. I'm due for my period, but I thought, oh my God, maybe it's my period. And then I went to the toilet before and I'm like, nah, it just was, a, it was that, I don't know, that, that bit felt different to other times I've jumped as a, on a trampoline. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that's very normal because we've got a, um, trampoline centre now in Sydney and I was talking about this last night. <laughs> really? Wow. How funny. A few of them were saying how when they've been trampolining, <laughs> like go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom beforehand because it does have, you think about what's going on in your body, it does yeah. actually have that tendency to, to sneak out. But unless you've had, um, you've had natural childbirth or I would think you're a lot older, the, 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 the pelvic floor muscle can weaken over time. But not to the extent... I'm doing my exercises right now. I've been doing them all day. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> yes. How often do you do them? Do you do them on I a never do basis? them, clearly, because the pee came out, Christy, so I've got to catch up now. <laughs> I, I do them all the time. It. Do I you? I do them all the time. They make me like... anxious. I feel, like, I feel like there's too much intensity inside. In, like, it's too much going on. Do you know why I do them? Because my grandma, of all people, gave me a pamphlet on about... <laughs> How we need to look after our pelvic floors. And ever since then, I've done them as unfortunately. Oh, she's a good grandma. She's uh, a good granny. Nikki, so I was worried that maybe it wasn't just, and you were just saying, but I was worried that maybe it wasn't just childbirth that meant that our vaginas stretch over time. And I was wondering if, like, they do kind of stretch, that if a guy can feel that or what it's like after pregnancy out of interest. Like, can a guy, does it feel stretched to them? Like if they were, if you were in a relationship, obviously, and you they were sleeping with you before and after, or 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 when you were younger compared to when you were older. This very much depends on what type of childbirth you've had, and again, keeping in mind that everybody is different. And some people feel that they go back to normal, and yeah. other people feel that they don't. What I think is important, if we're looking at, you know, going into potentially having children the natural way, then being able to make sure that you're doing your pelvic floor muscles before and after because you've got to think it like a a muscle take your bicep so if we were going to say go on holidays and not use that muscle if we were exercising it before we've Mm -hmm. got a better chance of getting that muscle back so it's really important when we're looking at how much that muscle stretches that if it's a stronger muscle we have more capability of that going back to what it was beforehand oh my god our body is meant to stretch. I mean, that's the scary thing is that we are meant to give birth to a child out of our vagina canal. So people get fearful and think, oh, if they do that, sex is not going to be the same and so forth. Not necessarily. Sex might be different, but it's not destroying your body. Because mm. That is what it was designed to do. And what about aside from childbirth? Like, yeah, aging I, vaginas. I, asked, I actually did ask this of, of my other half recently, and I said, Do you think I'm like less tight than I was when we first got together? And what did he, he say? Said, yeah, maybe a little bit. What? I yeah. would say maybe he's delusional. <laughs> yeah, because that's what I'm interested in. Because I was thinking, Does it happen other than childbirth? It doesn't stretch. It doesn't really stretch because if you're really? having a normal sex life, the vagina doesn't stretch. As I said, if it's normal for our vagina to give birth to the size of a human baby, having sex with your boyfriend, and considering that the vagina grows back after you've had, yeah. sex with, after you've had a baby, having sex with your boyfriend is not going to be stretching out. And if anything, it would be... 
I was slightly offended when he said it, but at the same time... I, you the asked time, the question. Yeah, I know, but I know. But the first time that we actually did have intercourse and that kind of thing and tribe, you know, positions, i.e. doggy and that kind of thing, it was really painful and I couldn't actually... I couldn't but actually... Do you know where that pain actually comes from? It's not a matter of the vagina being too small. What happens is that oh. when we get... You're not lubricated, girl. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> You're not turned on enough. Tilting of the uterus. So <laughs> when we get stimulated, oh. what actually happens is that our uterus tilts to make more room. Because when, when we get stimulated, our body's going, okay, we're going to have a penis in here because we're going to get pregnant. That's ideally what's oh. going on. So yeah. what can actually happen is if you're finding certain sex positions uncomfortable. Obviously, there are some positions where you think, no, 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 it, it's a fr- it's more of a friction pain. We need more lubricant. But sometimes, especially in more deeper penetrating positions where you're like, oh, my God, he's hitting something. He shouldn't. It yeah. can actually be that there isn't enough room in effort. So it's the same as lubrication. It means that you might need to go back and do a little bit more of the foreplay work because there isn't that tilting there. There isn't that space to accommodate everything that's going on. Mm. So it's not that it was tighter before and now it's looser because obviously we can do that position <laughs> and, and without pain. So it's not the fact that the size of the actual vagina has altered at all. No. No. The only things that happen to your vagina as you age doesn't necessarily get looser. You may get a, <laughs> a slight change in pelvic floor muscle. But as we start to get older, and I'm, I'm saying more of you know menopausal, that kind of, that kind of age, the hormones that your sex hormones start to decrease because obviously your body's saying we don't really need to have babies anymore. So the vagina, the, the vagina, the vaginal wall starts to thin a little. So that's where it can get very uncomfortable, and we don't lubricate naturally as much anymore. So sex can become more difficult than it was premenopause, oh, and that's mainly okay. how when we look at how vaginas change, regardless of childbirth, those are the two biggest things. But then, like I said, our clitoris doesn't age. So if we're comparing ourselves to men who can suffer from you know, erectile dysfunction and, and so forth, our clitoris will always be there for us. Mm. Do you know where I think is one of the best places to do your pelvic floor exercises? Where, Christy, young mate? Where? It's during sex. Yes. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. what I just thought as we were talking. I was like, yep. "Oh my god, I've never ju- like I've never felt like a little bit of pee come out any time I was in my lo- like in my relationship. Now maybe it's happening because I'm not having as much sex. How devastating! Like as if there's not already harder things about being single. Now my bloody pelvic floor is loose. Uh, well, I've got a solution for you. Oh. Why don't you have more sex with yourself? Yeah, I don't want to go into how much I do that, but. It's actually not, um, I'm not starved yeah. in that area. Okay. <laughs> but having yeah. said that, I am a more of an external type of person. Maybe I should start experimenting with, you know, things that we spoke about earlier because I, I when you said the Wee Vibes is probably good for, cu- like, you know, it's good for couples and maybe I should think about, you know, it's just uh, it's just me at the moment. So You can still, you can still use a product like that on by yourself. It doesn't necessarily mean just because it's a couple's product, um, there is always a way to use it by yourself. It just means you're missing one element. But you can make up for it in other ways. Yeah, right. How did you find, how did you find that particular product, Stace? I mean, is that something that you've been you've been using on your own? or you I tried it. I tried it. But, I um, yeah, I just like I said earlier, it was just, yeah, I have, I guess I've got, as, again, like Nikki said, you know, you're not going to take the longer way to drive. Yeah. And so I kind of, I gave it a bit of time, but it wasn't really, 
yeah, it wasn't. It was better for me to stick to the the route I knew or the route. <laughs> uh, now, really quickly, Nikki, because I know you've probably got to go, and we've been chatting your ear off. And oh my god, if we could have you on every week, it would be amazing. But just as a, a quick listener question, Erin has asked us if you've got any. Uh, we've it's, we've never done a guest gem before, but we thought you ha- having so much expertise, you might be able to help any of our listeners out. And she's just asked if you've got any tips for making an open relationship work. I think the, the biggest thing when it comes to open relationships is communication and boundaries. Obviously, you step into a world that it's very different and you really need to know where each other's lines are and that needs to be communicated. It's not a scenario where there is a rule book or there is guidelines. It's you and your partner making up, this is what we want, this is what we're okay with, but then also working out that that's always continually communicated to each other and it might change. From month to month, your partner may say, I'm okay with you kissing someone, I'm not okay with you having sex with them, or, you know, this month I'm feeling a bit sensitive, can we just close a relationship just for now and then we'll revisit it? And I've seen so many times, again and again, the biggest downfall in open relationships is when people aren't open with each other. Mm. The ironic, you know, mm-hmm. the ironic word. Yeah, how funny. Other, it's funny, yeah. isn't it? Downfalls coming with their boundaries and they're not communicating those and why that those are. Sometimes as women, we go through stages where we can feel a little bit insecure and sensitive. Maybe we're just having one of those I feel bloated months and we might not be that fussed about sharing our partner with someone else. Yeah. Things like that are not communicated with our partner and they just think we're being, you know, grumpy and possessive or whatnot. That's where resentment can start and cracks can happen in the relationship. Yeah, right. That's because, you know, the title says open relationship, but, but people perhaps in an open relationship go, well, it's an open relationship, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Because as somebody who has never experienced an open relationship or knows anybody who has been in one, I kind of look at that and, and I'm kind of like, oh, it's a free-for-all, you can do whatever you want. But from what you're saying, it's actually the complete opposite and it's important that it, that it is. You need to make up your own rules and that's the thing. You need to sit down and say, just because you're in an open relationship, you might have rules like, well, we can kiss other people, we can have foreplay with other people, but we can't have penetration. It doesn't mean that you're just out there all the time having sex with whoever you want to have. It just means that, you know, you're going to open up the boundaries that might be a little bit beyond what traditionally people are doing these days. But then the the flip side of that is, you know, what is what what is supposed to be in a relationship? Mm. So there are people out there that are having open relationships and they're not telling their partners yeah. they're in open relationships. It's just so. not called It's not called that, yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. It's called infidelity, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Nikki, thank you so, so much for your time. We are, like I said, two little girls in a lolly shop. I don't really like lollies, but I'm sure, you know, you get the... I do. Yeah, you do. Uh, because we've spoken about all kinds of issues. Uh, this is, yeah, I think we're in our 30, like 30s in terms of podcasts, like episodes, and we speak about all kinds of issues all the time. And literally, we're quite comfortable with the fact that we are not necessarily coming to a resolution or a conclusion at the end. Uh, and we just bang it out to have the conversation. But it is nice to have somebody that's kind of able to give some answers in areas that we don't always get answers in. So thanks so much for that. Thank you for having me. And you've got to invite me to your sex toy party. Yes. Oh, my God. Well, you're Can in, we actually please have one? You're in Sydney, aren't you? 
I'm in Sydney, but I travel a lot. Okay, so. very oh good God. news. So we Do have it. some things coming up at the end of the year as well, that which may even bring us to Sydney at some point. So we will keep you posted. Definitely. Now, if you do want to find Nikki, uh, could you give a shout out to your uh, Facebook page and your Twitter handle? Yep, my Facebook page is just Dr. Nikki Goldstein. Mm-hmm. My Twitter is Dr. Underscore Nikki G. And my Instagram is the same. And my website is drnikkig.com.au. Brilliant. Uh, and we will we will put all the info uh, on our website, thinkagirl.com.au, plus obviously our Facebook page where we have our own little community. We'd love you to jump on, Nikki, and, um, and have a look at people's feedback. If you do uh, love what you hear today, if you did love what you heard today, uh, let Nikki know on any of those platforms uh, and we'll, we'll continue to have conversations like this on that Facebook page. It's facebook.com forward slash thinkagirls and our Twitter is, of course, at thinkagirl. TV. Thanks so much guys. That was an awesome sesh. Thanks young mate. Thanks guys. Oh my god. I was like so overwhelmed with excitement. Yeah. There was no real structure was there. Bursting at the seams like yelling at each other because I reckon we could do another hundred of these. Yeah well we wish we were squirting. That's the aim. Squirting all over each other and fill it. As I've got here. Homework. Learn how to squirt. (laughs) (laughs) On that note. Ciao girls. See ya. Were you eavesdropping on this conversation? Follow the Thinker Girls at facebook.com forward slash thinkergirls or Thinkergirl TV on Twitter. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.